0: There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Book of the Week, What You Should Be Reading.
1: Our book of the week today explores the secrets and lies of various characters in Pakistani high society as they navigate love and loss against the backdrop of a number of terror plots and acts of violence. It is called In the Company of Strangers and the author, Avais Khan, is with us live in the studio. Hello.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm very well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank
2: you so much. It's a pleasure.
1: So, um, I think this is a bit of a whirlwind trip for you, event after event. You've, you're only here for about a week.
2: Yeah, it's been really fun being here. And I'm really glad to see people responding so well to this book and to me as a writer. So I think Dubai is really um, bringing out its literary side now.
1: So, funny story, we didn't actually realise that you would be here at the same time that Alison was going to be co-hosting. And this is just a beautiful coincidence because you are appearing at an event with the Dubai Literary Salon
0: on Monday the 28th. Remind me place and time, Alison. It is at Tanya's Tea House and we get started at 6.30 with some uh, socialising and writing practice and then at 7 o'clock we'll have an open mic. People should bring their words. And at 7.30 we're going to be speaking with Aves Khan so, about his publishing journey. So
1: all this got set up separately and then we invited you onto the show and then we realised that you, <laughs> the, the <laughs> Alison, who runs partly Dubai Literary Salon, was going to be on the show I feel like I'm getting the sneak preview
2: (laughs) absolutely I mean it's 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 quite a coincidence and I'm absolutely really looking forward to Monday's event
1: so we're not going to give away too many spoilers because obviously there is another opportunity for people to come and meet you and ask lots of questions about the book um But we would like to know a few things. So inspiration behind the book um, and is the finished piece at all similar to the original idea that you had for this?
2: Well, um, the inspiration behind the book is that uh, I've seen, uh, I've realized that a lot of literature from Pakistan Tends to focus on the grim, uh, grim uh, sort of it's very it's very grim. So um, I mean, I'm sorry to say that, but uh, so I really wanted to show that there is an alternate side to Pakistan as well. So that's why I sort of uh, decided to focus on the elite uh, class of Pakistan. And obviously, the finished product is always very different from what it what the draft looks like at first, and it goes through rigorous edits and everything. So it's, it was it was like a total surprise when I looked at the final edit. I
0: and think yeah. You were telling me earlier that you queried the book for a while and then you realized it, and I quote, wasn't ready. And then mm. you ended up working considerably more on what you had originally believed to be a finished draft. What, what was that like?
2: Yeah, because uh, the thing is that as a writer, you need to have some distance between you and your book after a while. So... Um, I spent some time querying and then uh, a couple of editors and I heard back from some agents that it needed some more work. And that's when I took a step back and I sort of uh, got in touch with a proper editor and I sort of thought that, you know, I have to get this down and I need to start uh, an editing my editing journey. So that's how this novel changed. And then, then when it was edited, then it was a whole new thing altogether.
1: So to anybody kind of starting out, What's the one thing that you wish you'd known when you started that you would tell everybody who's writing a novel, like, remember this one thing?
2: Well, I'd, I'd say just have a thick skin. I mean, uh, it takes a long time. It takes so long. So you have to be prepared for the wait. That's well, what I'll say.
0: When did you start this?
2: I started writing this book in 2012.
0: And when did you start looking for agents the first time around?
2: I started looking in 2015 when I uh, finished writing it, and then I was very disappointed by the response from agents. It was turned down after turned down. So then I went ahead and edited it, and then I reapproached agents starting 2016.
0: Wow! And then how long was it from getting your agent to getting the publishing deal, and then from getting the publishing deal to seeing the book on a physical shelf?
2: well i got my agent in february 2017 and then it took like a year and a half for her to uh, get me a deal with the uk and then with the uh, with south asia as well and then i uh, it was in december 2018 when we signed our deal and then I saw the book for the first time in May, 2019.
0: Wow. So that's yeah. a, a, like an eight-year journey or a oh, seven-and-a-half-year yeah. journey. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Would, a lot of times as writers, we say, you know, oh, I have the book of my heart, which is not necessarily the very first book we've written, but the one we love the most. Do you feel like this is the book of your heart? Or do you have another book waiting in the wings for us that's the book of your heart?
2: Well, I, I, I'm I, actually, the first book I wrote, I, I threw it in the trash. It was that bad. So <laughs> this one is my my second book in a manner of speaking and but I would say that the books that coming out now like uh, the one I've finished writing it's about honor killing in Pakistan that I would call the book of my heart so I'm really excited about that
1: is that coming out next year
2: so hopefully we're going to be uh, uh, my agent is going to start submitting it to publishers once I submit give it to her and she's really keen on getting that book
0: <laughs> they say the second book is harder than the first book yeah. did, did you find this one harder to complete than in the company of strangers
2: actually you're very right because i it spent more than two years writing this whereas in the company of strangers i wrote it in like i wrote the first draft in six months and then it, and then it was like i kept changing it but i wrote that wrote it in six months but with this i just sort of zoned out for weeks at a time so it it was difficult you're right
1: how has in the company of strangers been received in pakistan versus the rest of the world
2: well so uh, it doesn't come out in Pakistan officially until March 2020 so that's mm-hmm. when uh, when it gets published by Simon and Schuster in South Asia But it is but on
1: Amazon right It is on Amazon
2: okay. so it, it, the response in the UK has been phenomenal I mean uh, the reviews have been excellent and it's sort of it's like a, it's a very strange feeling when you actually see that people are reading your book so it's like I, I'm really surprised. I wasn't expecting the book to do that well, and uh, even the people who ordered via Amazon in Pakistan, they've also the the response has been really good.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Have you have you seen your book in the wild? Like, have you seen someone who you don't know in, in a the public wild? place reading your book? <laughs>
2: uh, I haven't yet. No, I that, haven't. That
0: happy day is yet to come. <laughs>
2: that that is yet to come. So
0: I know sometimes it's hard to break out what we call a regional book, where the book is really specific to a particular country. You know, your book could not take place anywhere else but Lahore. So, do you think that Pakistan is gonna have a breakout book like uh, Kevin Kwan's Crazy? rich Asians kind of broke open Singapore for the world literature. Um, Do you do you feel like uh, there's a book coming out of Pakistan or or your book that's going to bring the Pakistan scene to a, a wider world?
2: Um, Yes. uh, Once again, I'll say that the Honor Killing one that I've written, it's uh, it's a very compelling uh, novel and it sort of shines a light on what's happening in Pakistan. And I think that might just be the breakout book uh, coming out from Pakistan. And you're absolutely right about uh, the regional thing. So a lot of publishers shy away from publishing Pakistani literature because it's very regional. So I'm really hoping that because Honor Killing is something that happens everywhere, that people will be able to relate to that.
1: So in this book, you're talking about kind of, uh, you're talking about Lahori high society. And I just, I just wondered, is that something that you have personal experience with? Um, Did you ever, I'm looking at some of the characters, and I'm just wondering if anyone got in touch with you saying, is this me? (laughs)
2: Actually, yes, a lot of people did come up and say, you know, are you writing about me? So the thing is that a writer is first an observer. So I've been observing uh, Pakistani high society for quite a uh, long time. And I'm not, I haven't really based my character on anyone I know. But it's just that this overall, you know, it comes from observation. So uh, so I haven't really you know focused on anyone in particular. <laughs>
1: have you stopped being invited to parties?
2: <laughs> no not yet but I I mean <laughs> as soon as it gets published in Pakistan then maybe <laughs>
0: you're going to have your Truman Capote moment where all of the dowagers stop yeah. speaking to you. Yeah. So Avez where did you start your journey to representation like how what's the very first step of finding those email addresses to write to or what's the first thing you did to prepare?
2: Well, I uh, took this uh, Faber Academy course, uh, writing your novel. So that is where we were introduced to the idea of submitting to agents someday. Uh, So uh, either you can get the writers and artists yearbook that is published every year. Uh, you can order it via Amazon or something. But the I think uh, a more useful uh, device is the litrejections.com. It's a very bad name for a website.
0: Litrejections.com. <laughs> Lit that it, sounds fascinating.
2: It lists every single agent in the UK and US. So it's it's an excellent resource if you don't really want to order the book.
0: And if you're a person who's on Twitter, you can also look for hashtag MSWL. That stands for manuscript wish list. And that's where agents put out what kind of specific books they're looking for. And that's a place where they get really casual and it's not as formal as on their website. And they'll say things like, I really want a book about mermaids, or I really need something set in modern Pakistan high society. And if I would you, like both of those things <laughs> together. Can you do that? Can you make that happen? Is there a mermaid? in the company so. of strangers?
2: <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <sighs> Next time.
0: And so how did you learn how to write a query? So the the first thing that anybody sends to an agent is called a query. How did you learn what makes a good query letter?
2: So actually a uh Twitter, again, is a very good place for that. So they used to run this really nice hashtag, um, ask ask agent or something. Yeah, so it was run agent. by, I think, Juliet Mushins or something. Uh, so it, it was a very useful device and I just really sort of uh, understood how to uh, write a query letter. But then again, you know, it's a trial and error thing. So you sort of you know, uh, you learn with the passage of time. So you know,
0: there's also some great websites that break down good and bad queries. Uh, Jane Friedman's website, and her last name is spelled F R I E D M A N. She's JaneFriedman.com, and she has guidelines for writing query letters for both fiction and nonfiction. And if you want to see some queries in action, there's a blog called Query Shark. If you just Google Query Shark, it'll pop right up. These names are great, <laughs> and uh, Query. Shark breaks down submitted queries that are sent to her about what is working and what is not working and why. And many of the people who submit send in two and three drafts after they receive her feedback. And so you can watch a query evolve from a terrible query into a winning query. So is a query a synopsis? No, um,
2: <laughs> no, no. You sort of you can mention your blurb there, so you can include that. But it's mostly about yourself as an author, and it's very important for you to research the agent before submitting okay. the query. So you can't really do a blanket submission because the agents will figure it out. So you have to address the agent. You have to research them, and th- th- you know if you spend time researching them, they'll spend time reading your query. Okay. So it's, it's sort of, you know, it's a two way street. So it's a, synopsis a is, it's
1: synopsis it. of your book, but the query letter is basically. I'm amazing. Please publish my book because we have these
0: things in common. We both like dogs. We both like moonlight walks. So typically you start with a sentence or two of personalization. Okay. You know, I found you because I loved your great interview at the Emirates Literature Festival. I Reed, thought what you had to say was, about books you. was amazing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. Then you want to introduce your book with a little bit of a hook about your book. You right. know, when when Jane is in the middle of a bank robbery, she discovers that she can stop time and go back twenty-three minutes. Actual plot of a book, so that I'm I looking. was going to say, did you just Amazon. come up with that on the spot? <laughs> <laughs> then you want to also tell them um, like the practical part of the book. So it's a young adult novel of uh, sixty thousand words. Then you want to finish with a bit about yourself. You know, so I'm Aves Khan. I studied at the prestigious Faber Academy in London. My work has appeared in numerous publications, mm. including X, Y, and Z. And in the Company of Strangers is my first novel. Yeah. And uh, that kind of lets the agent know, hey. They're going to come in on the ground floor, which is kind of nice. Yeah,
2: I'd like to add one more thing here: that in the query, uh, only submit your query once you've finished your novel. So I made that mistake. I did. I hadn't finished my novel, and I sent off the query, and I got a reply asking for the full manuscript. And I was like, uh, I don't have it yet. And you know, that agent was very cross with me. Oh, <laughs> So, you know. <laughs> oh. yeah. Your
0: book has to be finished. Yeah. And in the 1960s and 70s, yeah, agents would work with really talented authors to help them finish their book. But there are a lot more authors out there than there used to be. And I think that's great because writing and publishing is much more accessible than yeah. it used to be. It's no longer nearly as elite. But it does mean that you're competing with a lot more people for the agent's eyeballs you need to have a finished polished book the agent is not going to edit your book
1: now you said earlier that if you were going to give yourself advice like looking back when you first started writing or to anybody else who's starting out writing you'd say have a thick skin um so question to you but also to Alison, in terms of rejections like what is the worst rejection you have ever had
2: um, well, uh, I I think I was a bit fortunate in that respect. So I didn't really re- receive any insults or something. So it might have helped that my work was edited by Hazel Orm. So she's a very good editor. So mm. they didn't have anything to say about the writing side of things. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, the worst thing was that uh, it's very regional, and we we don't think that it'll sell in
0: in the UK. Which is kind of bad on the psyche because it's kind of like saying your country is not important you know, who you are yeah, I was is thinking, not though, that's, important. That's, that's yeah. way harsh. <laughs> I'm going to say the worst rejections for me come after hope because I have a pretty thick skin. I've had hundreds of rejections in my lifetime, but uh, last year, uh, right around new year's, I had a really positive, please send me the full manuscript. I'm so excited about your book. Please tell me that you haven't signed with anybody else. And about five days later, she got back to me with, I can't do this. The book sags in the middle. You need to fix this, this, and this. And, and as rejections go, the fact that she said something personal about my work is an incredibly positive step. And I would tell any author, be incredibly grateful because you very rarely get personal feedback. But because I had had such high hopes, it crushed me like I I spent three days thinking I, that's it I'm just not a talented writer I never want to write anything again and I'd never had that feeling before and it was devastating it, it gave me a lot more empathy for many of the writers who I work with who have told me oh hey after this rejection I didn't want to write anything anymore and I thought "Ah, oh, pshaw get over it but it is crushing And we've had a
1: couple of questions in for you, Aves. We've also had some fan messages. Keep up the great work. (laughs) So excited to hear from this up-and-coming author. Wow. Um, And a question for you. How did you assess an appetite or desire the audience may have for your book? Um, So this texter says that they find it difficult to move from assumption to reality on this point. I think from idea to actually figuring out whether there's a market for it.
2: Um, Well, I think... uh it would be very premature to say to uh, sort of figure that out at at uh, when you're writing your book. So I would suggest that you just go through and write what you want because if you try to alter it according to uh, the needs of the readers, that you might even not you might not know what the readership is. I think it'll really damage your work in in a way. So I'd, I'd say just get it all out and then you can figure out whether there's a market for it or not.
0: Alison, what are your thoughts on that? I agree because there are certain people who can write a book on a certain subject on demand. And there are companies called book packagers who put together teams of uh, authors and artists and and cover designers. And they're like, we really need a book about this. Uh, Like, you know, James Patterson has a whole factory churning out books, (laughs) but it takes somebody who can really do writing as a job. And chances are that if you're that kind kind of person you already know it and you're already sending out your resume and you're already doing copywriting or that kind of thing. But if you're going to write a book for the love of writing that you want to publish, it's got to be something that you care enough about to look ahead and go, "Okay, I'm going to spend 7 years of my life on this." You know, I have I have I have books that I'm just now finishing that have taken 10 years. It's it's a lot of commitment, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah. And you know, if it's if, if, if you're not uh, sort of happy with what you're writing, then there's no point in doing that. Exactly.
0: You know? And it's, you know, it's kind of like an arranged marriage. You might grow to love your book, but wouldn't it be lovely if you started out loving your book? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way before.
2: That's a good way to put it.
1: <laughs> I've actually heard that from other writers as well. They say, you know, similar thing that you have to love it, for the sake of it you have to love the writing and you have to be comfortable starting out that nothing might happen with it and if you're still okay writing the book knowing that then go forward
0: yeah because it's it's like any art form you know writing dance painting if you don't love doing it passionately to the exclusion of other things you're going to be miserable because it asks a lot of you and the rewards are few and uncertain So it's not about choosing the
1: idea that you think will be most popular to an audience, but about choosing the idea that's most popular
0: to you. I think yeah. so. And I mean by the time we see books on shelves anyway, that trend has already run its course. You know, Aves was telling us that it took two years to go from the agent accepted my book to the book is on the shelf. And so if I said, Oh hey, Twilight's really popular, so I'm gonna write vampires, by the time two years is up, let alone the time it took me to write the book, vampires are done. Yeah. I'm yeah.
2: Like they say that the thrillers are sort of dying out now. So if you're writing a thriller now, it's chances are you might not get published. And now it's it's the decade for feel-good books that's coming Uplit. up. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I don't and think thrillers will ever properly die out, though. Oh, yeah, though. yeah. But I think you have to be better at it than you had to be three years ago. When you can't just put
1: girl in the title anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so many girls. <laughs> what? So
1: many girls. Uh, so... In the Company of Strangers is the book that we are talking about by Eve. Sorry, I got caught up thinking about all of the books with girl in the title. So how many can you actually think of? Gone uh, Girl. Gone Girl. Girl, girl on the on train. The train.
2: The, oh, sorry, there's the, the woman in the window. So that's not a girl.
1: <laughs> Still can't. Still. I, we'll yeah, take it. Yeah. The Girl Before by J. P. Delaney. Oh yeah. I feel like we need one more
0: to make it five.
2: The Girl Upstairs, I think.
0: The girl so upstairs. that's that's going to be like our Mad Libs for the newest <laughs> thriller book. The name of type of person in the location. The uh, Go with the dragon tattoo. Oh yeah, I just ah. remembered that one. <laughs> Snap. I'm going to write the radio host in the condominium building. Okay. It's going to be a thriller all about you, Annabelle. I'm slightly terrified by which direction you're going to take this Somebody is going to clonk somebody over the head with a copy of The Goldfinch. (laughs) This is perfect. I would read this.
1: There's there's not much I wouldn't read. I would read the back of a cereal packet. So I'm not the best judge unfortunately we're going to have to leave it there um ava thank you so much for joining yeah, us reminders absolutely. of publication date so in the company of strangers is out with which publisher in which so uh,
2: it's already out with the in the uk uh, yep. by the book guild so it was published in, on, on july 28th and it's out by simon and schuster in south asia in tentatively in march so but so it is
1: available on amazon as yes, well. yes
2: it's available on amazon uk so you can go ahead and order it